welcome to the Respectfully podcast. I'm Nikki Pope, your host for this hairdressing conversation. For this episode of Respectfully, I set up a long distance chat with a couple of people who are based in the USA but have a great relationship with the UK hairdressing industry. Hairdresser Andrew Dale is British born and trained at Vidal Sassoon, but now calls San Diego his home. It's where he launched his acclaimed brand Unite, which he continues to run as CEO. Ten years ago, he invited another Brit, stylist Gary Baker, to join him as Unite's International Creative Director. I caught up with them both over a Zoom conversation to find out more about the excitement of running a company which started over in the USA, but is fast becoming very much loved by the UK. Trends, activities, salon support, we covered it all. And do keep listening to the end as we have news of a great competition you can join to gain experience of working at London Fashion Week or even Fashion Week in New York. Welcome to Andrew Dale and Gary Baker, who are joining me on this podcast from their various homes. Hello, guys. And where are you talking to me from? Yeah. Hey, Nikki. Um, uh, I'm in San Diego, California, where I reside. Um, so uh, this is where I am. I'm Gary. Brilliant. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm at, yeah, I'm out in the desert. I'm not that far from Dow. I'm only um, two hours away. I originally resided in San Diego, but I moved out here a year ago. Brilliant. Exciting. So I have explained to our listeners that you are the CEO and founder of Unite Hair Care and the International Creative Director, respectively. But you're both Brits and you're talking to me from West Coast, USA. Dale, how did that happen? Uh, I've been living here in America for 39 years now. Um, I was uh, working for a company which everybody knows very well called Videl Sassoon's. Started with them when I was 16 in London. And at the age of 21, they asked me to move to America. Um, So I did. Uh, Came over to America, started working for them in America, teaching at the Academy in Santa Monica and working on Rodeo Drive as a stylist and that's how I got my foot in the door in America and that was 39 years ago so I am now actually an American citizen um, and it's uh, it's where I live and where I love to live. So you've totally embraced it you didn't get the accent yet though? I think you have to go to school over here uh, (laughs) as a kid to get the accent changed a little bit and plus I talk to Gary so much anyway um but I must admit, a lot of my friends in England think I sound American sometimes uh, when I'm back over in England. So that's interesting. A little bit in there. And, and Gary, what's yeah. your story? How, how are you there, Gary? Um, Dale kidnapped me um, 10 years ago, basically. Um, for want of a better description, I suppose. No, I was, I was doing some uh, working in London, doing session work and working for, with a friend of mine in a salon who you know really, really well, Jamie. And... Um, it came to the point where Dow wanted to create this position for the company and he asked me to come over and that was it. I was free to do it. Um, and I, I jumped at it. It was, it was, um, it was, it's a very strange story. I, when I first started using Unite and I first met Dow, I just had that gut feeling that something was going to happen from it. I, don't, I couldn't explain it. Yeah. Um, it, it just felt that way. Yeah. So Dale, it it's, would... kind of, it's kind of like everybody's dream to start their own product line <laughs> yeah I mean, uh, that's funny when you say dream because there's a few nightmares on the way Nikki um, it's not all a, a beautiful dream with a rose bed um, 
No, and as for as for Gary, bringing Gary over, I was the creative director in the very beginning of the brand, and the brand just grew so quickly. I had to control it and run it very differently from being a creative director. And I searched high and low to get the right kind of creative director. And my background is cutting, and I knew that cutting was a big part of you know what we do, but it's not the whole part. And yeah. the future is more dressing, styling, session work, you know, fashion. Um, and I had to find the right person that had all of those talents. And that was Gary Baker. Hence why Gary is here in this position, because he'll let you know I'm extremely picky um, on quality and the way things look and the way things are and the way things are said. And it took me a long time to find somebody. And that's why I, I chose Gary, because he is so strong in all of those areas and you kidnapped him and his family haven't paid the ransom so you've had to keep him <laughs> yeah that's right they're still paying it off so uh, yeah. he'll be I here for quite a bit longer it's been great it's been really good because obviously i've got um somebody who has a similar background to me when it comes to doing an apprenticeship and training and and you know coming from the same country and background as well so it, it's been phenomenal and it works really well so, Gary, what would be your elevator pitch in sort of 30 seconds? We've got your job title. Just if I met you at a party, met you in the elevator, what what do you do? How do you describe what you do? Um, I always say I'm just still just a hairdresser, but my role includes um, running or help to run the digital education side of Unite. Um, I take teams to Fashion Week. I'm involved in a lot of the marketing process, product development and all the little sides of the company that help it all flow very, very efficiently from a creative standpoint. Yeah, and Dale, same thing to you. Basically, anybody that watches football will understand that when you've got an amazing coach, um, the coach really predicts how the team is going to play. Uh, when you look at a, you know, a Pep Guardiola with Man City and the way he literally works with his team and then my team right now looking at uh, Arteta with Arsenal um, how he's getting them to perform that's how I look at myself um, I'm literally like a coach and I you know uh, get people revved up get them excited uh, get them to understand you know what they're doing and enjoy what they're doing uh, and Gary is a bit like my uh, you know my number nine my number 10 uh, centre forward and he's you know he's right there uh, to put the ball in the back of the net for us. Um, so that's really the easiest way to explain it. But, you know, I'm on Zoom calls every day, uh, phone calls every day, which is the way our world is right now. And I'm I'm sort of just, you know, making sure everything is finely tuned and uh, running how it should be, which is a lot of fun for me. I thoroughly enjoy it. And I like the uh, the football analogy, which brings me to another point. You're both Brits. Based a lot of the time, anyway, on the West Coast in San Diego and, and on that side of America, you talk with a British accent, you use analogies of football when, of course, it's soccer in America. What about this question of identity? Is Unite really a British brand that's living in the States? Is it American? What what makes it the identity it is? I think... Um... With the world right now, the world is a lot closer than it used to be. I mean, we're all connected with social media. You know, we're connected digitally all around. Um, we are an American brand, 100%. The creative direction is from a couple of guys that were 
or grew up in in the UK. Um, we both have fashion backgrounds. I went to the London College of Fashion for two years. Gary studied art um, in in England as well. So we have that creative, artistic sort of a background as well. Yeah, and I think it fits into the American technology. Um, I would never have been able to do what I've done here in America in the UK. It would never have happened. Um, and I think that, you know, when we started this company nearly 20 years ago now, um, it, you know, people in America are more like, yeah, rah, rah, how can you do it? Make it happen. Yeah, you, you can get there. You can do it. Um, and I always found and I still found a little bit in England right now, the Brits can be a bit cynical about things. Um, Gary and I laugh about it all the time when he comes back or when I come back, you know, it's like, oh, you're doing that. Oh, I don't know about that. Ooh, not quite sure if that's going to happen. You know, and that that's just how the English are. Yeah. And um, I was never like that, never wanted to be like that. I always wanted to be like, if you want to do something and you put your mind to it, you know, the human brain is very, very creative with the way it can do things. And it's amazing. And if you put your mind to something, you can make it happen. And, and you know, obviously I did, we did as a team. But I do have an amazing group around me. It's not just me and Gary. I've got Jared Trombetta, my um, president of the company. Yeah. I've got Nikki, my COO of the company. And I've got Chris, my CFO of the company. And they've all been with me since day one. Um, and I've known them a very long time. Yeah. So um, it, that, that, to me, that's what it takes. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, Nikki started working with me when she was 18. And she's 44 now. Right. So, you know, that's important to me. Yeah. So it's kind of got that that family vibe. And and Gary, coming on to the fashion, because I've been aware of and, and known of and, and liked and used Unite for, you know, quite a long time. You've been in the UK, I think, for quite a long time. And I always think he was having a very close relationship with the fashion scene. You know, clearly a very popular product with sessionistas of all, you know, doing all kinds of things. So. Gary, you, I know, head up a lot of that. How important do you think it is to the brand's DNA that you have that close link to fashion? Um, one of the standout things um, Dow pointed out when I first came on board, or when, even before I came on board officially, um, he always said we work in the fashion industry, not the beauty industry, and that was part of our DNA. Um, so that drew me in straight away. And then obviously using the products myself, um, straight away i never had any training on them i was just given them as a session stylist they were all so self-explanatory um that it was almost like they've been created for session guys to use backstage because the, the, what it said on the bottle is what it did i always call it the ron seal product yeah you know it's texturizer what does it do it texturizes hair well shocker and it then had so many other different uses as session stylists, we never do what we're told in how it worked and performed, and it always looked like hair. And that was another massive thing is, like, almost in the fashion industry, doesn't matter how much product we put on the hair, it always looks like hair. may not feel like it, but it's always going to look like hair and look fabulous. So, um, yeah, extremely important side uh, of our DNA. We've grown out. We've grown massively, you know, from that as well and in the commercial sector and so many other people use it, you know, not just fashion, but celebrities and yeah. all the other people, but it really does. Um, a lot of it does come from there. I feel, I think Dale may say the same. Yeah. And you've got about 45 products now in the portfolio. I don't know if they're all available in the UK, 
but but what drives change dare when you when you are adding or or subtracting products from your portfolio what what's the sort of process that you yeah get? we have a we have a department in our company that like literally is researching what's going on in the world very very closely and our new product that we're going to be releasing literally next month um, is a hair renewal hair growth product and we found that more women have been very conscious of their hair especially through the pandemic yeah. you know we've had like this whole year of everyone locked in their house and then slowly coming out everyone's been very conscious of the condition of their hair the way their hair feels more than it actually looks actually the way it feels and uh, and just making sure that their hairs have been in really good condition because with not cutting it, not maybe colouring it, not doing anything to it. They want to make sure it's been really good. And then the other thing that they've been looking at, they've been looking at their hair growth. Have they been losing hair? Is it going thinner? Um, and, you know, that's what we're working on right now. When we bring out a new product, we test it for a minimum, minimum of six months. It's usually one year. Yeah. Um, because I want to make sure that not only the performance is there, We've tweaked it exactly how it needs to be before it goes to market. Um, and fragrance is huge with me. I'm a real advocate of making sure that when something does something that it's meant to do, it smells the right way as well, which sounds funny, but it's, it's really what we all go on. You know, um, smell reminds us of things in the past or it reminds us of something that, that is, is good, is fun, is, is beautiful. You know, yeah. it's quite and amazing I, how smell works. And I think we want things that are quite nostalgic now as well. You know, we want to be comforted and we want to be comfortable. And I think what's happening in fashion is, you know, we're kind of wearing things that are easy, that make us feel good on, on the inside. I don't know, Gary, would you agree that there's a kind of more mindfulness vogue coming through that, that people want to be comfortable and look good, but fit health, you know, health and condition? Yes, definitely. I think everyone, you could say the pandemic made everyone reset their values. I think that was the biggest takeaway from it. They all reset how they were living their life. And I was, you could say, we know, even we've taken that on board of how we work and how much more of this stuff is now done remote um, and how we educate and things like that. And everyone suddenly looked for a better quality of life, maybe, or, you know, they were given the opportunity to jump off the, the, uh, the rat race, as it were. Especially, yeah. I know a lot, a lot of my old friends in London de did. They're all working from home now. Yeah. Even they were working in the city in, in finance. Yeah. Um, and that general well-being, it filters through to everything. Yeah. Um, and I going mean, back to product, sorry, going back to that product development as well, what Dale was talking about, like with us doing fashion weeks, you know, things like smooth, shiny hair. We saw that two, three years ago. That was filtering through to the shows. And so we had that great product, Silky Smooth, come out. Uh, last year that really sort of like has helped emphasize that because it does eventually go down to the mainstream and yeah. so as, as your point going back to your point yes um, everything filters through and that well-being has now come from you know the powers that be the people that know all about it and everyone else has embraced it yeah yeah and I know you do both travel um uh, you know to here and probably to the other territories where you're where you have Unite um and that also with Unite you give a lot of business support I believe and a lot of you know make partners of your salons so what are your what are the salons in the UK specifically I know Gary you've been here recently doing the the, the education 
what are they telling you that they're worried about or preoccupied with? So I'll, I'd be interested to hear from both of you, actually. But Gary, what what were you hearing people talking to you about in August when I know you were over here? Um, I think the first one, I think you'll probably recognise, it's a worldwide problem. Everyone always mentions staff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I and I, you say that recruitment, that's to hit the nail on the head. I, I spoke to this to Dow before and we talked about it in our business Um pages when we do Instagram live and stuff like that. I feel now that salon owners now have to recruit staff. They can't just advertise for them. Yeah. So that has changed dramatically, I feel. Okay. And they, they they want a better quality of maybe because of that. But yeah. it's the same same problem everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's really difficult. And Dale, what do you what are your business um contacts? What are the salons talking to you about? I think uh, you know, Gary just hit the nail on the head. I mean it's you know it's staff and you know, I taught a business class over at Lacey's back in June of this year. And, um, you know, they're all saying the same thing. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sorry, but I get very blunt, you know, when I'm talking to hairdressers. Um, and I said, you know, stop whining. I mean, come on, you're not in this boat on your own. Everybody's in the same boat. Yeah. And I said, that, you know, what, what, yeah, what, I mean, what's happening in the world now is very different. Like, we don't do any in-salon classes anymore. We very rarely will do a class, um, you know, in our academy anymore. Runway ready is the only thing that we do. Everything is done digitally. We right. do everything. We have two full-time cameramen full-time on our payroll, and we have two full-time editors on our payroll. And we do all of our education digitally, which is the way the rest of the world is. I mean, hairdressers got so, so behind, I think, when it came to technology and learning and where we are. I mean, when you look at Masterclass, which is a phenomenal learning tool, all digitally, it's done so well. And we said, right, we have to emulate that because that is the way that people learn. You know, if you've got something wrong with your dishwasher, fridge, vacuum cleaner, whatever, you'll Google it and you'll yeah. Google, OK, what's wrong? How do I fix this? Yeah. That's how we learn. And yeah. when we brought out Unite TV and doing our education digitally, we said, right, somebody can watch this any time of the day they want, 24-7. They can also pause it, rewind it, and watch it again, unless they're watching one of our live events, which we do every other week. Um, and then when it comes to the business side of things, I've always said, if you have a strong brand, and don't even look at what your salon is as a salon, as a business, whatever. Look at it as a brand. Strong brands, brands with a great DNA or ethos, as you call it, they survive and people want to be part of that brand. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's what hairdressers or salon owners tend to miss out on. They don't look at themselves as a, as a brand and that brand will attract like people, like-minded people to that brand that want to do the same thing. So, yes, you've got mobile hairdressers. I mean, over here, we've got studios, we've got booth rental, we've got mobile. We've got it. It's gone on for years over here. It's just hitting the UK right now. But if your brand is strong enough, you'll get people wanting to work with you and stay with your brand. Simple as that. And, you know, working hours of people. I mean, when I had my five salons, I had hairdressers that worked with me three days a week. That's fine. If they wanted to work three days a week and could bring in a great amount of, you know, revenue from those three days, 
why should I have them work five days? Why do they have to have, you know, literally a Sunday and a Monday off? Why can't they have Saturday and Sunday off if they can bring in the revenue the rest of the time? We've yeah. got to think very, very differently as hairdressers. They're not just doing it as we should right now. That's yeah. my feeling. Yeah, not just the way, it, you know, I think sometimes there's this idea that you pay forward what you learned and how you learned it. We want to project onto our onto our teams and actually the world moves. You know, we need to... Absolutely, Nikki, 100%. Yeah, yeah. and we have to move with it. And yeah. we're a little bit shy of change, but change is good. Yeah. So would you say then each of you, you know, if I said, okay, what, what sort of five or six words would you link with the brand unite you know really drill it down to a few different words to describe the vibe to describe you know what might what somebody might find if they said right I like what I'm listening to um this is the kind of brand for me what would I've be got, I've got I could do three straight yeah, from the top ahead, of my head yeah. yeah, go ahead, because we we obviously got it in the mission statement. But yeah, go ahead. yeah, but straight away, I would feel like, you know, Dale will give you the mission statement, but I like the idea that we, we're very progressive, very oh. innovative. But I, what I like about it more than anything is that it's a very honest product as well. It does what it says it's going to do. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, we don't, and I think this probably comes from Dale, there's no fluff involved. Um, that's what I've always loved about it is, you know, what does this spray do? It does what it says it's going to do on the can. It's very black and white. Yeah. Um, and it's there's clar there's great clarity in that. And obviously the quality as well. This Dow said he's very fastidious about the quality. And I suppose we all are. We really do spend time. If it's, if it's not good enough, he doesn't release it. And I think that's really, really important. Important. And Dale, what, what kind of individual words would you share? In integrity um, is a huge one for me. Um, I think that, you know, integrity encompasses a lot of things, the way that we interact with with our clients. I think the way that we put ingredients in the bottle, I think the way that the product is delivered. Uh, integrity is is everything about what we want to do and, and be. Um, Gary mentioned it in the beginning. I've never looked at this industry as a beauty industry. It's a fashion industry. So fashion would be another one of those words right there. Um, and support. Um, I think we're always there to support our clients that, that carry the brand. And, you know, when I say integrity as well, we, we, we had a few challenges in the beginning, finding the right distribution in the UK, not knowing the country and not knowing, you know, who was really the main players um, yeah. or who had the integrity that we needed to. Um, thank God we're with, a, with another like-minded brand, Lacey's, in yeah. the UK um, and Malcolm has become a very good friend of mine. Um, and it's amazing how many things outside of this industry we have in common as well. Yeah. Um, we actually just spent some time in Monaco together at the F1 Grand Prix um, because we have, you know, that, that's one of our passions as yeah. well, looking at F1. Um, but he definitely has the integrity um, of looking after the hairdresser, which has been a huge part of what Unite's been about since day one. Yeah. So, you know, that main word integrity just stands out all the really way through. And I will, anybody listening, I will put all this into the show notes. So wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can scroll down and find the links and the, the important names um, that we have. Now, you referenced a couple of things for the future. We are talking to each other um, at the end, coming to the end of the summer. We're heading into a new um, 
season for Fashion Week. I know, I think, Gary, you'll be back over in London. And let's talk a little bit more about the Runway Ready, because I know during Fashion Week, we are going to be launching and around the time that people listen to this a competition where people can can perhaps, you know, compete to get involved in your Runway Ready in 2023. So Runway Ready is a training course to get people literally in the right place to work as part of a team backstage at a fashion week. Is that right? Um, yeah, correct. Dal, do you want me to just carry on with this one or do you want to just Yeah, no, absolutely. Just ex- explain why we started it and what, yeah. it, what sort of amazing um, opportunities it gives to hairdressers. Okay, so um, going back to the original part of it, it's, it's a two-day intensive boot camp and I really wanted it to be very, very different to a normal class because I wanted to open it up to absolutely everybody regardless of experience. Right. Because I wanted everyone to have that their own experience of working backstage, purely because all my career I've always had people. Can I come and assist you? How can I work at Fashion Week? How can I work in session work, etc.? And it's still a very, very big question that stylists use. And yeah. I wanted to give it opportunity to not just the guys who you know live in London or New York or wherever where we do the shows. Because that was me. That's how I grew up. And it was easy for me to do that because I was in the demographic. But what about that little stylist who's working in the middle of East Anglia or down in Cornwall that doesn't know how to get to New York or London Fashion Week? The opportunity was there for them to do that. And the class, as I said, it's a boot camp that we find out everyone's skill set. So we can then find out if they're a leader or if they're going to be a good assistant because everyone can hold pins. And everything is generally done under a time factor as well. So they're given the hard shock treatment of this is what it's like to work backstage. And I make it worse. Yeah, I want to make it worst case scenario. So when they actually go and do the shows, they're not like a cat caught in headlights. Because it used to be a very elitist thing that everyone who went really didn't sort of give away a lot of their tips and secrets. Teams are great. I've worked with loads of great teams. But I really wanted to think of how do I get people to have this experience uh, and not feel frightened and intimidated and bring them into a team environment. So we don't make people think they're the superstar hairdresser and they've got to tell everyone what to do. It's We've got to generate a team that's going to work together and create that result that's really important. And we've, we've now garnered a great name backstage and we get designers who um, do repeat business with them. They always ask us to come back. We've got over 20-odd shows in New York to do. we just done Miami, um, which was incredible. Um, it's been a roaring success and you know, we get people from all over the world inquire about it as well. We've had Japanese come over and be part of it. And it's laces have now grabbed hold of that. And you guys running a competition, fantastic, you know, the yeah. more the merrier. Yeah. It's, it's well, we do it's call like, we do call Gary the Gordon Ramsay of the hairdressing <laughs> industry. Because when you're in one of these boot camps with him, he's not as mild mannered as he is right now on the phone. He has a few F bombs going off and you know that Gordon Ramsay sort of uh, imitation. Yeah, but that's how you learn. And so, so Gary, when you were here in August doing the Runway Ready, so people from that course would have the opportunity to literally be invited to be part of a team or do they have to then do something? How, how does it work? When no, they- the, the, the class is a two-day education event and you are guaranteed a place then on the team. There's no, there's no catch involved. You know, it's almost, that's the bonus. You do the class, yeah. you are working at the shows. 
and you can work as and which is why this is the difference i wanted to do the standout i don't want to have someone have a one or a two day show experience i want you to experience what fashion week was like for me when i was growing up yeah. and we're going to do 10 shows in three days and we're going to be starting at six and we're going to run from one to another and they are fully immersed in it it's not for everybody but a lot of people keep coming back the ones that have surprised me are always oh i don't know if it's for me and then they're addicted to it so um, yes, there's a big adrenaline rush, but yes, it's for everybody and you are guaranteed a spot and you choose where you want to go. So if you yeah. do the class, you can tell me, I want to go and do Miami. I want to go and do New York. I mean, what uh, hairdresser in the UK doesn't want to go and work at New York Fashion Week or Paris or Miami? It's unreal. it's unreal. And I think I jumped onto your um, website, Dale, and you can see people talking about what it's been like doing their runway ready boot camps um, in different parts of the world I've, I've seen some really fantastic very excited endorsements of it yeah i think if, if you know if you're going to go on a course or go anywhere or do anything these days we want an experience yeah. you know it's not just going somewhere and learning how to cut a bob or you know do some long layers i mean everyone can do that and you know, that to me is just the most boring thing in the world right now learn it online you know yeah. digital education will get you that but when you're going to do education an experience that comes with it is that's exciting. And um, we found that it's been overwhelmingly good. And Gary, just, you know, what he just mentioned there, and I think you asked the question, Nikki, does that mean that they get to work backstage after they've done the two days? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. they do. And incredible. imagine putting that on your resume. Yeah, I just did three shows in Paris. I just did five shows in New York. I did Miami Swim Week, which was absolutely over the top believe it or not it was incredible um and what you can do with your social media with that is phenomenal yeah. and that's how you get promoted it's yeah. it's the new way of the way we do things now yeah. i like it i like it well certainly the energy that you two exude and that i've always um associated with the brand and and you know that sort of progressive i think uh, is is really important word to use in all that you're doing you know whether it's the business support whether it's the creative opportunities whether it's the products that you're creating i think um that's that's really exciting to have a brand that literally owns that word well you know gary will be back over at the beginning of the year teaching um you know the uh, runway ready and i'll be back over two times to the uk next year i'll be doing my paramount business one and Paramount Business 2 Leadership as well. Um, so I'll be doing both of those courses next year um, at Lacey's, um, which I, I love doing, which is great. So, um, yeah, exciting. Exciting times. Thank you so much. I think I feel like we've had a sort of, you know, a quick romp through, but it's surely got to be a good a good taster of the vibe and the energy and where you're going with the brand. So I really appreciate your time joining me. Thank you so much. Thank you, Gary. I'll leave you back to the oh. desert. Thank you, Dale. Pleasure. No, thank you, you very much. I really appreciate everything that you're doing for us. So thank you very much. Very kind. Thanks to Andrew Dale and Gary Baker at Unite. That was a great conversation. You can scroll down in the notes wherever you're listening to this podcast to find information and links. Or just jump straight onto our website, respectyou.me, and find the Unite page. We really hope you enjoy listening to Respectfully. Please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes as it helps to drive us up the charts and make it easier to find hairdressing podcasts. 
Until next time, goodbye.